This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting. Own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. ICS Fabrication, designing industry-leading mounts, drawer systems, and off-road accessories. And Blue Coolers, 10-day ice at half the price. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. All right, all right. Welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. This lovely lady, badass brunette, is here with me tonight. And uh, Kristen, I'm stoked that you were able to come on the show. How are you doing? Doing really great. Thank you so much for uh, having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you've been pretty busy on the road and doing lots of rad stuff. Um, you know, we we uh, recently met at the Flagstaff Expo, the Overland Expo, and uh, our good friend Brett from our Overland Life introduced us to, to each other, and uh, that was super rad. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked to have you on the show. It's just such a, a cool thing. It opens up so many new relationships, friendships, and conversation. And uh, tell us tonight um, who you are and what you're about and what you do. <laughs> so Kristen Wenton is my name. Uh, most people, I guess, know me by the Badass Brunette uh, Instagram handle or YouTube or whatnot. Um, but I've lived on the road now for just over a year. I live in my Toyota Tacoma with a wedge camper on the back. And I've just been kind of making it work. It kind of started as a goal of doing only three months. And that goal has now proceeded into being over a year of living wow. on the road and wow. um, just got plans to go international now. And it's just, it has just, the doors have opened, you know, when you commit to something and, and 
things line up and fall into place. And so, yeah, it's continued to work out and kind of what I guess I've kind of turned it into is just kind of inspiring other people to just chase your dreams. Cause for me, I had always put it off. I was always, uh, I was always, there was always an excuse, right? It's, right, you, you right. know, you're, you're comfortable or you, you can't find work or, or whatever it might be. You always just set up yourself for you never do it because right. of all that's the easiest thing to do. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And so I didn't go for quite a while. And then finally it was just like, you've got to commit and things work out and you just kind of got to put your nose down and work at the grind, but like things work out. And like I said, 13 months later, here I am and yeah. it's still, still working out, but yeah, just so cool. Gotta chase those dreams, you know? Heck yeah. That's what it's all about. Like where, where did you start with the overlanding? Actually, what did you do before this? What, what kind of led you into that transition? Uh, oh man. I mean, I, I'm a jackass of all trades and a master of none. I've had the craziest <laughs> work background ever, but prior to this, I was actually, I worked, I manufactured prosthetic heart valves of all oh, things. What? So I was in wow. the medical industry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Um, so hand sewing these tiny little heart valves that were implants. Um, wow. so I was, you know, clock in clock out and living that nine to five life and just kind of hit a crossroads in life of, you know, either I keep doing this or maybe this is the time to go hit the road and chase that dream. And yeah, here I am. Just yeah, the one time. I, I feel you. I mean, it's, it, you kind of get to a point where you're like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this nine to five grind. And there's so much more to life than the, the normal routine. I just, you feel like a robot after a while, you know, you, I see these people, I mean, I'm lucky. I have a crazy, awesome schedule. I work 10 days a month. So it allows me to do this, you know, oh, wow. for, you know, a, a lot more time than most, you know, and, uh, you know, but you drive through, you know, the city and stuff and you see these people that are just, you know, stuck in traffic, you know, they're driving, you know, nine to five every day. They, they leave at six in the morning, they get home at eight o'clock at night because of traffic and they never see yep. their families They never get out and enjoy life. It's just this, like, like I said, just this robot thing, you know? And, um, it was like a, a complete light bulb when we realized what we were missing, you know, we, we got out mm -hmm. on the trail and we were out, you know, 150, 200 nights a year camping and just trail running and attending expos and building all these amazing friendships and in relationships, you know, out on the road that we would have never achieved, you know, before in our previous, um, you know, lifestyle. And, and it's so important to, you know, to get that, like, you, like you're doing to influence other people to do the same things. It's such a short window of time that we have, you know, in this crazy oh, yeah. world, you know, and I just don't want to waste it by just sitting around watching the boob tube all day long and not getting out and enjoying it with my family and my kids and showing them something tangible instead of, you know, watching it, they can see it, they can mm -hmm. feel it, they can, you know, smell it. And, um, yeah, that's awesome. So like what, what, um, kind of, you know, trips have you been taking like while you've been uh, out traveling what what have you been doing more like you know crazy trails to these destinations or have you been kind of pavement and dirt and just kind of getting from point a to point b like kind of what what's been the experience so far for you as far as like living out there on your own and being out in in the wilderness uh so it's probably sticking more to the dirt and the pavement uh I feel like you, your, your driving style changes just a little bit more when your house is 
on your back, you know, more yeah. or less, right? You're driving <laughs> yeah. a vehicle that's your house. Right. So I'm not going to be doing crazy Moab stuff because I'm thinking in my head, like, this is my house. If I flip <laughs> yeah. it or if house I break is going to fall apart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, you drive a little bit differently and a little bit more conservatively. And um, so, yeah. Uh, but I mean, when I'm in groups, I've had a couple of, I mean, today we're out romping on the on the sand of the beach you know i probably wouldn't do that alone just because it's a security thing of yeah what if i get stuck and no one's here right so if i'm in a group then it's a little bit different i'll go i'll hang with anyone and be like all right let's go Um, just knowing that i can you know i have the back of security but um yeah i mean i i my i did notice that my driving could change just a little bit in the sense that i'm a little more conservative that i just i'm not going to go do crazy things and get myself stuck i'm going to be kind of play it safe and i might be like cool i could do that i'm not going to do that though i got to get home (laughs) at the end of the night kind of half and half kind of balance there totally yeah well that's good that's that's what we do too you know with the family i'm i'm kind of you know one of those i don't know i i've had a a tremendous amount of off-roading experience and i have the capability of, of you know getting out there and tackling some stuff but like you said when you've got you know especially when you have a family and when you're, mm-hmm. you know, you got your house with you and that's what you do. Like you kind of have to plan your path a little bit differently there and, and, um, and mm-hmm. be a little bit more careful and not get yourself into some precarious situations <laughs> that, you know, you, right. I mean, you know, those, those definitely provide for awesome stories later on, which I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast at all, there's plenty there that, that I've told that my, my God, some of the stuff we've experienced and, and you've experienced that stuff when you're trying to be super safe too, and, you know, in super non-sketchy areas, but um, you know, things happen obviously, but, uh, that's rad. That's exactly what we do. We, we're kind of, you know, half pavement, half dirt, you know, mainly we go, you know, to a destination and then we find a dirt road and we go up a dirt road, whether it's a fire road or whatever, um, not some crazy trail, but a fire road and we find a spot and we disappear for a couple of weeks and then we move to another spot or, you know, a couple of days or whatever it is based on our plans. And, um, you know, I think for obviously, you know, also the new overlanders and people, the new listeners out there, you know, that's a good way to do it. You know, instead of getting yourself, you know, you, you think like overlanding, Oh, you know, we're, we're deep in Australia, you know, and like we're hours and hours and hours off pavement, you know, that's not reality, you know, unless you are like super like funded and have an endless amount of supplies (laughs) and fuel, you know, to be hours and hours off pavement, it just isn't realistic. It's, you know, anybody that tells you that they're, that's what they're doing. I highly doubt that they are, unless there's some hardcore, you know, (laughs) someone with like tremendous amount of sponsorships and backing or, or resources. But, um, you know, for the average person like us, you know, we're, I mean, you're not the average person. You're out there way more than most. And and so are we. But I think, you know, there's that fine line where you really have to uh, not push it to the limit for safety, number one. And number sure. two, to make sure that you're, you know, somewhat close enough to, you know, get the things that you need, have, you know, especially the medical care that you need or within sure. reason. Um, you know, those yeah. those things are important, important because you never know what's going to happen, you know. And if you're by yourself and something as simple as something falling on you or you know, yeah. some kind of laceration or something can really make a, <laughs> a bad ending. But, um, so I know that you are with a film crew right now. That is so rad. Um, give yeah. me the story behind the new documentary. It's with Amazon prime, right? Yeah. That so sick. So cool. This, I crazy. Um, yeah. Amazon <laughs> prime. 
Um, so this is a cinematic docu-series that is called Divergent Pathways. And the the producer, I guess, or the director, he has done another um, series called Brother... Oh, now I'm going to slaughter it. Brew... <laughs> Brotherhood Brew or Brew Brotherhood. It's on Amazon Prime, Brotherhood Brew, something that, um, so he did a beer one. So now he's coming back for this one and this one, um, so it's gonna be Divergent Pathways. I think I said that already, um, but it kind of highlights the overland and off-roading scene. And it it's a three-parter and we're doing the third, we're filming the three, third part right now. Oh, cool. um, the first part being, uh, the first episode was about kind of what the relationships that you create in this overlanding and off-road space right. and just connections. And I mean, the people that we meet and, and just the lifelong friendships and all of that. Um, so the first episode touched on that. The second episode touched on small businesses in the overlanding scene. So on X off-road was on there. Um, skinny trailers was on there or skinny guy campers was on there. Um, and so they did an episode with that. This one, the third one, is for uh, YouTubers, influencers. So how does the overlanding scene come to the public face? And that's right. usually how does it us. integrate? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we have some pretty big names here um, that are helping us film. And then I just for me, honestly, it was uh, it was kind of more of like a right place, right time. And I got one. They already had the crew and the people already set and then one person had to drop out and then i got name dropped into it and then and it just happened to work out that i was up here in the pacific northwest and got to be a part of it and so wow. yeah we are we're on day three of filming we have some incredible videographers and photographers that are out here with us and we're just we're kind of just filming the journey so we've just been going off road we found ourselves in some really like tight trails we got stuck in the sand on on the ohv on the beach <laughs> and um we've just been romping around we're filming it well there it's it's interesting because the film crew is filming us doing what we do right so right. you know right now i'm in a sprinter van filming a podcast living on the road and there's <laughs> right. cameras peeking at you. in and filming <laughs> me because that's what it's all about it's just right. like how do we tell our story to the public and the and the public eye and so it's kind of been interesting because you know i'm usually like talking in front of the camera well they're filming me talking in front of the camera right and so anyway it's whole it's new world really and fun. realm to to be exposed to i bet for yeah. you yeah like, yeah that's um, right yeah so that should come out september ish september. and that will be on amazon prime so um awesome yeah it turns out awesome well, we definitely have to check that out we love that kind of stuff obviously you know this is what we do and mm -hmm. um definitely uh when you guys get that release and stuff let, let us know and we'll push it for you guys and and get it out there be awesome appreciate it yeah, yeah absolutely they were i mean just as you were excited they were excited like you're doing a podcast oh my gosh we need to film that because it's just <laughs> cool that's you know living on the road you got to find time to you know make this stuff happen and it just happened to all line up that was like oh crap it's the same weekend and it was like that's perfect we love yeah, that actually. yeah so yeah um, and you know yeah, i mean gosh yeah. i mean the the amount of relationships that we've built through this podcast is is incredible i mean you know not only going to the expos and just touching base with people and you know it's it's crazy how like you know i know adam and know brett and liz and stuff mm -hmm. and then like they just you know that just being around them for that period of time that day just opened up so many different mm -hmm. friendships and then you go to another 
booth or you you're hanging out with people on the trail or whatever in this group and then you you, you have 10 other relationships and friendships and uh-huh. and just crazy how things just kind of fall into place same with us you know we with uh waypoint tv who we just signed with it was like you know just happened to be in a forerunner doing a live podcast with my buddy brett um chase from ford and mm. we uh we're doing this podcast and these guys happen to hear it and they're like hey man like we heard you guys working with Ford and we heard this podcast that you guys did this totally like, you know, chill podcast inside the the cab of my forerunner in the middle of the night. It was people like walking by and neighbors, like we were at this Airbnb and people were like, what the hell are these two dudes like sitting in this car, like talking to each other? Like, what is weird and totally awkward, <laughs> but yeah. uh, they, it, it turned out amazing. And uh waypoint listened to it, you know, a couple of their, their people and they just, it just fell in our lap and, you know, just out That's of nowhere, cool. totally unexpected, totally, you know, not, um, something we were seeking. Um, and just like you just being kind of the right place at the right time with the right people. And that's, what's, you oh, know, yeah. another thing that's so rad about overlanding in this industry is just, you know, like we keep saying the amount of friendships and just, um, you know, resources it creates for you. I mean, how crazy is it? I'm sure you see sometimes too, when you got friends out on the road or you hear from people on Instagram, Hey, this is, you know, so-and-so I'm out on the trail. I'm broke down. Is there anybody in the area that can help me? And then you see like, you know, 20 or 30 posts on top mm-hmm. of that are like, yeah, I'll be right there. I got this. Or, you know, Bobby's coming with his <laughs> whatever, you know? And, oh, yeah. and then you hear like these people, you know, and, you know, half hour, hour later, people came to the rescue and there were people that, were friends of friends or whatever, or in the area that knew like, Hey, these are fellow overlandings or overlanders or people in the industry and let's get out there and help them, you know? And it's so rad to have that. Like you just don't get that. You don't get that in normal neighborhoods and in the city and, you know, normal life, but it's just incredible to me how much this opens you up to so many awesome and amazing people out there that you would never get to meet or see, or, you know, hang out with, or, you know, just so cool. Like fun story, we, I mean, finding camp tonight, it was a bit of a struggle because, you know, we got off the, the, the dunes or on the sand late. Right. But we're on some random forest road. Um, we're all at the bottom of this hill and one guy goes up to try to find, see if there's camp and there's a gate and starts turning around. There just happened to be a house there. Dude's out there on his excavator and he's like, you know, what's going on? And chatting, <laughs> oh, we're just trying to find a place to camp. And he pointed us this direction. He goes, yeah, if you take this turn and this turn and this turn, and it's open you can camp there and so we've just just talking to the guy and he actually ended up showing up here and i'm fairly certain he's out there having a beer with them right now no way like (laughs) that's awesome this guy just came and you know it's you just say hi and you're friendly and like cool that connection's made and he's like they were talking about maybe opening up the gate that we hit and like, cool, you guys can go up there, go do some filming. And oh, so, rad. I mean, just connections and then, yeah, just lifelong friends. I mean, even living on the road, you, it's amazing how many people are like, Hey, you can come park in my driveway. You can um, yeah. come use my laundry, you know, wash your dishes, a place to shower, have a good night's rest and AC, you know, four walls. And people are just, opening their doors and like come come stay you know and you just make these friends and these connections everywhere and it's yeah you know well i can't let you stay but hey i got a friend that can or whatever and it's just yeah the community is incredible it's been really really good people yeah i know i've been oh me too i was just going to say the same thing it's (laughs) it's incredible like i mean we we first met brent and liz you know we'd put this trip together from uh 
Southern California and Big Bear Lake all the way to Lake Tahoe and back. And we were like, right. hey, you know, when it was basically when we first started this and we had, you know, a pretty good amount of followers and stuff already and a pretty, you know, good foundation. Um, but we had just put the feelers out there and said, hey, you know, this is where we're going to be to like a select group of people that, you know, we felt like these are people we can trust. These, you know, I kind of vet people when I invite people to come to mm-hmm. camp with a, especially with my yeah. family, you know? And so oh, we yeah. had this like number of people that we sent invites to and like we put this whole thing together and like people just were busy. We were just kind of throwing things out there. And one of the only people that hooked up with us was Brett and Liz, you know, mm-hmm. and they drove quite a long ways to come, you know, just to come camp with us in June Lake, which is a beautiful place. Oh, yeah. Mammoth. And yes, uh, we had a little awesome spot up there. Yeah. Right. Right next to the lake. And they came mm-hmm. up and they were there for a night with us. But man, it was just so cool just to sit with them for hours and just talk and get to know these people that we'd never met before other than Instagram. Mm-hmm. And now what, like five years later, six years later, we're still friends. We see them every year at expos and on the road and stuff. And yeah, and I know they would do anything for us. And same, you know, same here. You know, it's like one of those, those, like you said, one of those groups of people that if you're going through, you needed anything or you needed a place to stay for the night or whatever, they're open arms. And, and, uh, it's just so cool to have those resources in so many different places of the country and, you know, oh, yeah. friendships. Um, you know, I, I kind of had a, uh, I kind of had an experience with that. Like back in the day I was in a band and, uh, we were touring with, with pretty good, good name bands back, you know, in the, the, um, early two thousands. And it was rad because you you met these bands from all these different states and you kind of develop these relationships. And, you know, and I'm still friends with a lot of those people from, you know, Pacific Northwest and from Texas and all these places, Colorado, you know, all these places we played, you know, years and years later, that was 1999 to like 2006 that I did that. And all these years later, you know, and it's kind of like the same thing was overlanding. You have these relationships that you're going to have, you know, the rest of your life, probably. Oh, with yeah. people. You know, you're going to grow old with people and, you know, you're going to be at the point where, I can't even freaking, you know, get in and out of my truck anymore because I'm so old and we're, but now we're, you know, uh, you know, whatever, sitting up on a mountain, enjoying the rest of our lives in a cabin or whatever, but you've got all these friends that we developed when we were younger out on the trail and just so cool. So cool. I love it. I love what it's all about and what it does, you know, what it, what it creates and the lifestyle that it creates so many cool people out there. There are. Yeah. It's, it's been more than I ever thought it would be. That's for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I know I tell people about it and I'm just like so passionate about it. And they, you know, I feel like sometimes they just don't understand. I'm like, you just have to go do this. Like, <laughs> and some people I'm like, come with us, you know, come with us and I'll show you, you know, and oh, yeah. then they'll come out and they're like, dude, like, holy crap. Like you're so right. This is insane, <laughs> you know, but so what kind of rig are you running right now? Like out there, what, what is your house? What is, I mean, I think you kind of, you know, talked about it a little bit, but what's, what's your rig and what kind of, what equipment are you running to, to sur- survive out there on your own? Uh, so I drive a 2015 Toyota Tacoma and it has the, a wedge style camper on the back made by Vagabond outdoors. Oh, sweet. And then built out the interior so it's nice and spacious and homey and it's my little minimalistic house on wheels but the platform of the the tacoma i can get pretty much anywhere yeah it's crazy how those things are like goats i'll just take you wherever it's gonna take you oh yeah and we've i mean romping around here in the pacific northwest even i mean we've come across low hanging down trees and tacoma will just go right underneath it and no problem. It's 
pretty stealth and still able to go places. So that's why yeah. I love it. Yeah, me too. I, I've I've had a couple of Tacoma or a couple of Tundras, a Tacoma, a couple of Forerunners, and FJ. Mm. I've been a Toyota guy since I was like 16, and uh, I went Subaru. But the only reason I went Subaru for my commuter is because they were I at the time that I bought mine, the rumor was that they were a Toyota Motor Company that they bought out Subaru, and I was like, okay, I'll freaking go that route. <laughs> but All right, but I've been a, a Toyota guy just because. I mean, you can't you can't deny the reliability. I mean it they're just bulletproof. They just go and go and go. You keep them maintained and change the oil and, you know, the simple maintenance stuff. And I cannot believe the stuff that we've put our forerunners through um, that we've owned. I've got a fifth gen right now. And my God, the stuff we've, we've done <laughs> with that thing. And it just keeps going and going and yeah. going. And it drives the same as it did when we bought it. You know, it hasn't uh, changed. Yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't lost horsepower. It hasn't, you know, started shaking out of its boots. I mean, it's like stout, like solid vehicle kicks ass every time you know we ask mm -hmm. it to, to kick ass you know and i i love that i have that peace of mind when i'm with my family i'm out you know way far down a trail or you know out for weeks at a time knowing that i'm not gonna have any issues and i'll tell you what i've had people swear by these new broncos and chase my buddy chase mm. <laughs> he he's one of the ford ford bronco ambassadors and he swears by that thing and he's been a toyota guy forever and he said man he's like I, he was a tacoma guy and he's like if they don't let me buy this thing from them i will go spend seventy thousand dollars tomorrow and buy one of these things that's how much i love this thing but it's to me it, i i don't know i'd still afford <laughs> but yeah. maybe you know maybe they've uh they've stepped it up but we'll see long term we'll see long term how they are as far as reliability those are pretty amazing right. vehicles though um but yeah i've i've been a toyota person my whole life i'm i'm really banking on them releasing this new forerunner or uh one of the you know the new models maybe the fj or something that there's Ooh. rumor of the trail hunter and that fj was the best rig i've ever had i'm hoping that they do that again but we'll see i talk about that every podcast people are like i'm so <laughs> sick of hearing you talk about the fj but um anyway so yeah the tacoma is is awesome i've seen pictures and video and stuff of your rig it looks amazing if you guys have not checked out badass brunette definitely go on there and check out her rig because it is sick um have you done any videos of like interior like what kind of a walk around and stuff on youtube or anything that people could check out yeah so i have a i i split it up into two parts so it's a tacoma walk around because there's a lot done to the tacoma it's very it's heavily modified right um <laughs> you know long traveled rear mid-travel front i mean there's so much to talk about. And so I did a, a one parter with that. And then the second part was exclusively the camper and the tiny home. Um, and then fun enough, uh, there's, there's a channel called tiny home tours. They're about 1 million subscribers on their YouTube channel. So they're pretty big, but they, you know, they film other YouTubers or other like other people with their tiny homes, but got a feature on there that That's released cool. uh, about a month ago. And so that's another, that one, was kind of fun because it was more of like a personal interview slash hey here's my tiny home and then this is how i got into what i do and so that was another really awesome feature and also on youtube yeah that's awesome definitely have to check that out like how how was it with you know have you been kind of um a techie for you know most of your life or i mean as far as like transitioning into, you know, I know for some people, the, the off-grid lifestyle and the systems and everything that goes into, you know, the backup batteries and the aux batteries and all this, you know, solar and all that is pretty intimidating for people sometimes. And 
how was that to transition into learning those systems or did you kind of already have that, you know, education or that know-how under your belt um, to transition into this? Was that kind of a, an easy thing for you or was it something that was just kind of um, learn as you go or how did you navigate that when you first started doing it? Definitely learn as I go. I mean, I, I mean, if we, we backpedal when I bought the truck in brand new off the lot in 2014, uh, it, I didn't know a thing about off-roading never once hadn't done it. Didn't grow up doing it. I didn't know how to put it in four low. I didn't know how to off-road. I didn't, nothing. I mean, I started from square one. So literally the last eight years has been just trial and error, learning as I go, YouTube, just learning. And like with building the little tiny home and the camper and stuff, it was, you know, I, okay, I want solar. Okay. How do you do that? Okay, cool. Now I need a battery bank. Okay, cool. You know, how do I wire that up? Okay, great. And then, okay, need to be able to plug into here. And just, I figured it out and it's a lot of YouTube a lot yeah. of asking around. I mean, we go back to the whole community thing. I mean, Brent and right. Liz definitely inspired my build. They had a similar one when they had the flip back, flip pack Tundra. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were, they gave me pointers. They gave me the tips of like, cool, this is what we did. And just the wealth of knowledge that's in this community. It's just, I mean, I could throw a post online and say, Hey, I don't know how to do this. Anyone know? And someone's going to chime in and yeah, especially you know, Brett. Hey, oh yeah Brett's like a walking library <laughs> he amazes me yeah he's on speed dial Brett, yeah totally yeah, I've it. learned a lot of stuff from him too it's like you know Brett's got his degree in in YouTube and his master's in Yahoo mm-hmm. and being like that guy is just like <laughs> propeller head all day long like yeah I've definitely watched some stuff he's done I'm like oh shoot like I should have totally done that I mean oh, just this yeah. build today you know I was I I build a I built a custom, like I said, custom uh, DC to DC charger that goes into an inverter and it has an mm-hmm. aux battery and will power, you know, the Dometic and everything on the trailer. We have an off, you know, Smitty built Scout off-road trailer that we just got our second one actually. And yeah, um, cool. laying that stuff out, you know, like on wood, you know, and wiring it all up on a mount before you put it in the rig, you know, is like so helpful. And I learned stuff like that from Brett, you know, like it, almost like an art form, like, you know, make sure all your wires are all nice and everything's all neat. Everything's labeled, you know, what's going to what. Um, and then, you know, you take that modular thing and mount it wherever you're going to mount it and then wire it up from there. And, um, yeah, that, that guy mm-hmm. is incredible. I, I, like I said, I've learned so much from him and, you know, a plethora of other people in the industry, you know, in the, the community, yeah. I should say the community, not really the industry, but just being out on the trail, like, you know, you, you're, you go with a bunch of people and all you're doing for the first hour is going through each other's rigs. Like, Hey, how did you do this? And what did you do here? You know, like I've totally been like in Uray, Colorado park next to people. And I'm like, Hey dude, you want to switch lights or you want to rewire this thing or you want to do this, you know? And it's so funny, like, you know, just talking shop and that's what's, you know, I'm a social light. Like, I mean, I love talking to people. I, I, I love getting out talking shop and that's kind of what I wanted this whole podcast to be is just talking shop, just talking like mm-hmm. I'm in the, in the camper with you right now, you know, oh, um, yeah. but we're like a thousand miles away from each other, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's so cool. That, that's another really awesome part of overlanding is getting out there. If it's something that you're passionate about, you know, talking about your rigs and talking about what setup you have and something as, as, oh, yeah. as lame as like, what pillow do you use? What, what mattress are you using there? <laughs> you know, what, what keeps your back from hurting oh, yeah. if you're on the road for two weeks at a time, you oh. know, when you're, and that's, those are pretty crucial things. I mean, you know, people don't realize like how 
a little change in a mattress or a little change in lighting or a little change in, you know, a battery or whatever. And you learn those things from talking to people out there on the trail and camping and, you know, and, and, um, talking shop. And that's what it's all about, you know, is Mm -hmm. creating those relationships through talking shop and then talking about life and the lifestyle and the experiences and the stories, whether they be crazy or funny or whatever. And, you know, we've had some pretty crazy stories on, on here, uh, talking to people. And, you know, I, I love that because it just, you know, you can relate to it so much, you know, and, and, um, I don't know, it's just great. It's so great. And I think it's really great for the kids too, because they see that in, you know, their parents or whatever, in these groups that we've been in with other kids and stuff. And they're like, man, you know, and it's all, it's like the legacy that you want to leave for your children. You're like, you know, when I was young, I, I didn't camp that much. We went on trips and stuff. We just didn't camp. And now like, you know, I want my kids to be like, man, I remember camping so much with my dad, oh, you yeah. know, out there fishing and shooting and, you know, hiking and exploring and all this stuff. And we take gold pans with us. I mean, we've been like driving up a road to like Telluride. And then I'm like, Hey, there's a river right here. Let's stop real quick. And we pull off this river and we pan gold, you know, pan for gold for an nice. hour with the kids or, you know, yeah. and it's like, you know, you're not going to find anything or maybe you will, but you know, very minute, whatever gold flakes, but it's just the experience that, you know, the kids will remember that kind of stuff. You know, that's like one of those like recordings that, you know, gets etched in their brain that they'll remember when they're 30, 40 years old. Like, man, I remember that time. We remember when we stopped off in that oh, river, yeah. and, you know, it's so cool. And, um, and even if you, you know, if you're on your own, like you are, you know, a lot of the time, like those are things that you'll remember and you can instantly go back to when you're older, you know, just those, just really cool memories that not many people get to experience. I would say 90% of the people in this world don't get to do what we're doing. And, and it's a, it's a shame. It really is, you know, but I'm blessed. You're blessed. We're, we're sure. so privileged to be able to do this and, sure. and get out there and, and enjoy this beautiful, beautiful world that, that has been created for us. And yeah, it's just amazing. But what, um, you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What kind of setups, like, what have you found, like, you know, doing this over the last year? What has been something that you're like, oh, man, I definitely needed to change that over time or something that kind of has stood out that's just an amazing product for you or something that's kind of a creature comfort since you've been out? Oh, let's see. I mean, it's a constant evolution. Right. It's always changing, especially yeah. when you live out of it full time. You use the gear, you use stuff on the daily. Um, yeah. We are like the product testers of stuff because it's like I'm using it literally every day. I'm not going out just for the weekend. Right. And um, so, I mean, for me, the mattress was like crucial. Right. Yeah. You want to sleep well. <laughs> um, so I partnered up with Hest Mattress. They're making really amazing memory foam mattresses. Oh, sweet. Um, and so that's been a game changer. Uh, you know, I don't, it seems like a lot of tents these days and especially my camper. I mean, they just, the, the mattresses aren't the best. It's just right. 
it's the one thing that's the hardest to seem to get a comfortable mattress. And so anyway, Hess mattress was, it was a game changer for me. And uh, yeah, that's, that's been, that's been awesome to have. Um, yeah. I've had a lot of people tell me that too. They're like, man, you need to get this or you need to get that. Like yeah. we, we had for a long time, we had the Smitty built um, XL Overlander tent. Okay. Uh, overland tent and um it was awesome it worked great i mean we had it probably out 200 nights that first year and oh, wow. it kicked ass when we were in some gnarly storms in, in colorado and arizona and it never failed us uh, uh you know as far as leaks and stuff but one thing that was just an ongoing issue for me i'm a tall lengthy goofy looking dude and like it, I just, I don't know, for some reason, I got to have a good mattress. Is it just the way my body's built and shaped or whatever? Um, man, the Smitty built was good for like the first like week. And then it just like <laughs> over time just started getting flat. And you're just like, oh my God, yeah. wake up in the morning in pain or like, you're like, man, I want to sleep in. But I'm like, I'm getting up at six o'clock this morning because I can't sleep anymore because mm -hmm. I'm in pain. Super important. Now we've kind of done things a little differently. We have a Tapui actually. We have the Smitty Belt, a lot of Smitty Belt products like the Scout and stuff. Switch to a Tapui. Um, and uh, we'd actually, the only reason we did is because uh, we had made a transition to another um, type of camping system. And I got rid of the Smitty Belt tent, went with something else, didn't like that. And then this Tapui fell into our lap. So I'm like, oh, I'll try this one out, see how it goes. And it's actually been pretty cool. But first and foremost thing that we're gonna do very soon is switch out the mattress because it's kind of the same thing it's almost like they're des designed and you know manufactured yeah. at the same factory and they send them to all these yeah manufacturers you know and you're like what the hell this is the same stuff that was in the last one you know but uh yeah that's a big one that is a big one you want to enjoy you know camping and being out there and if you don't have a good mattress and you're not you don't have some of those creature comforts then life can be pretty miserable for sure yeah, there's things in life that I'm I'm a firm believer that pay good money for. Yeah. And I mean, even <laughs> right? at home, a good mattress, even at home, right? Because you spend so much, I mean, of your life, if you think about how many hours of that is is for sleep. I mean, yeah. it's a huge chunk. So it's you know, invest in a good mattress even at home because it's you right, sleep for eight hours, rinse and repeat, go to work, whatever. But yeah, um, it was like a mattress, a good set of knives, good chef knives, sharp, nice knives, like yeah, pay good money for a good set of knives. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. A sharp knife is a safe knife, right? <laughs> oh man, I nothing's more infuriating than you're like trying to cut a tomato and it's squishing it. And yeah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Get a sharp knife. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. Come what's on. been what's been your favorite? like region or area to travel in so far, like being out so much, like you guys are in the Pacific Northwest now, which is absolutely yeah. incredible up there. Oh my yeah. God. I love that area, especially the beaches. Um, yeah. Hayst Haystack rock, all those areas up to, Oh my God. Amazing. But like what's been so far over the last year, what's stood out more than, than others to you? Oh man. I spent a month in Baja, um, during the winter. And I always, I just always refer to that trip that that's probably been the, my favorite and just it, I think blew away just all my expectations because I went into it thinking, you know, it's kind of foreign country and yeah. all these fears, because this is what we hear of like, you know, you're going to get mugged by the cartel. You're going to get ha haggled <laughs> at the, the border towns. You're going to, 
your your truck's gonna get stolen like all these scary stories that we hear and then i was so i was very like internally scared and worried and then just the fact that it blew away all of those fears and expectations and i spent a month there and went all the way to la paz came back up wow um, and i was like it's it's just it's the complete opposite the people are so kind yes there are bad areas yes the border towns can be sketchy but you're not spending your time in the border towns you're getting out you're going south you're heading for the beaches you're heading away from all of that and so yeah i mean just, and there's something to be said too. I mean, you're by yourself, maybe. you know, for a lot of the time or most of the time, you know, and to be able to do that on your own. I mean, that's, that's a testament right there, right there. I mean, to like how, you know, fairly safe it is to do that. Right. I mean, I know I've heard of a bunch of things too down there, you know, and I, I did a podcast. I don't know if you heard it with Nathan Stewart. Do you know Nathan Stewart from legends overlanding? I don't know that I do. Oh man. He does Sorry. overland tours down in Baja. That's, that's his business. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we did a, um, awesome podcast with him. It was actually a two part cause we ended up talking for like two hours, nice. um, but just a really cool guy. If you haven't, uh, already check out legends overlanding, they're just great, great guys. And just the stories that he had about Baja and, you know, being in the Sierras and, and looking off of the Eastern side of the mountains and seeing the ocean and looking off the Western side and seeing the ocean. He's like, you can see the ocean from the same peak on both sides. Yeah. It's insane. And, you know, we were talking about Big Bear Lake and Mammoth and those areas of California. It's like, there are those areas in the Sierras down here that are just like that, but they're mm-hmm. untouched and there's nobody there. Like, mm-hmm. like Big Bear Lake or Mammoth or Lake Tahoe back in the 1800s before anybody even touched it, you know? Yeah. And uh, he said, it's just the most incredible feeling to be in these places where there is no one. And, yeah. you know, there's like, you might come across like a little village or something, but there's like nobody for another hundred miles or whatever, you know, he said, it's nuts how untouched that land is. And we've been talking since then, I've been talking to an, an, another uh, couple of people and about going down there and, and experiencing that. Cause I've never been down there to overland Do it. and uh, people are like, man, you have to, but I've always been sketched out, you know, with my family yeah. and stuff. I'm like, I mean, to be honest, yeah. I've just been like, no way am I taking my family. What I might do is go down on my own, with some buddies to just kind of feel it out, <laughs> feel it out yeah. first before I do that. But man, um, yeah, the, the stories that, that Nathan had were just incredible, just absolutely incredible, just mind blowing, yeah. mind opening, you know, like I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. He's like, no dude, I'm telling you right now that we go find these crazy secret beaches. And like, we think That's we've it. got 20 or 30 of these <laughs> secret beaches. And then the next day we find 20 or 30 more that are just as awesome, if not more awesome. And, and there's nobody. Oh, around. Yeah. Incredible. I was going to say that was one of my favorites of just we found these just exclusive beaches and we being I mean, it, with travel, you meet people on the way. So, I mean, sure. I met George in a sprinter van in a parking lot in Loretto that I was like, another American, nice sprinter van, <laughs> oh, nice Tacoma. Where are you heading? I'm heading south. Can we go together? I mean, you just meet people. Yeah. So anyway, we just <laughs> That's cool. we found crazy remote beaches and just, you know, sometimes people will tip you off of like, hey, go down this road um, or whatnot. But I mean, yeah, the remote beaches where you're camped, the surf is a few hundred yards away right there. Yeah. And you watch the sunrise come up over the Sea of Cortez. And it's just man it, it really is something else and 
I mean, the locals are amazing. We're airing up tires in every single local that passes. Are you okay? You okay? Like they're yeah. just, they're concerned for you. They want to help you. Yeah. Good. That's exactly what Nathan said. He's like, they'll, they'll give you a tire off their own vehicle yeah. vehicle. If it means you're going to get home, you know, like, he's like, yeah. they don't care. They'll just like, here's a shirt. Oh, you need, oh, you need a tire. Oh, you need this. You need, oh, you need fuel. They're just anything you need. They just give it to you. Yeah. Unreal. It's such a, uh, it's such a bummer. Like, cause you don't hear that stuff, you know, a lot. You, you have this whole, like, you know, whatever the narrative is on TV or whatever this BS is there, you know, that you hear from this person or that person or that source or this source. And until you're down there, like you were, and you experience that and you see it for your own, own self, your own eyes and stuff. And it's just, it's crazy. Like how much you're not exposed to until you go to these places and you're like, wow, it's just eye opening you know how yep. different it is like you just don't you don't realize it you're just you're, you're like in this little bubble your whole life almost you mm -hmm. know like and you you know unless you do what we do you don't get to expand that bubble and get out and and experience these things that are so important for life like that's what it's all about that's why we're here you know uh, it's amazing to me when you hear these people they're like i haven't ever left my city i've never gone yeah, yeah. you know what like, yeah, yeah. I've never left my state. I've never left my town. I've yeah. never left, like, yo, come on. Insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know I work in San Bernardino. It's this, this city in Southern California and it's, it's got some poverty and, you know, some, some low income areas and stuff that we run calls into at work. And it's crazy as I used to live in Big Bear Lake, like I was saying, which is, you know, 45 minutes away up on the top of this mountain in this resort town. And it's like a, you know, snowboarding and skiing Mecca of Southern California, like Lake Tahoe or whatever, Mount Hood. And it's 45 minutes from where I work, you know, and you go into these places where it's low income or whatever, and you talk to these kids, you know, um, and they're like, I've never, I've never been to Big Bear. I've never seen the snow. I've never been out of my, my community ever. And they're like, 16, you know, 15, 16 years old, or, or they're yeah. adults. And like, I've never left San Bernardino. Like you said, you know, I've never seen the snow. I've never seen this. I've never seen that. Like I've never been to the beach. I've never been to the ocean. Like you're like, what? It's two hours. It's two hours. Yeah. that way. You know, it's just, I, I remember the first time that it happened to me and I was just like on the way back to the station. And after this call we were on and I was just like, I couldn't believe what, what I just heard, you know, like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you mean? You've never left San Bernardino. You've never been to the snow. You've never been to the ocean. You never experienced those things in your life. It's just nuts to me. I felt like, you know, when I got off duty the next morning, driving back there and be like, hop in, we're going, I'm taking you to the ocean, you know, uh, just right. so crazy. I don't know. But you know, I mean, different people are presented with different situations, unfortunately. And some people just don't have the means or the ability or the resources to make it happen, which is unfortunate, but um, but that's why I was saying, I sure am, you know, I feel so privileged and so blessed to be able to do this and, and to get out there and experience these things that most people don't, you know, Agreed. there's a lot to, a lot to be said for that. So, um, but, so yeah, how, how have you been navigating the expos? Have you got any more plans for more expos this year to go to, or are you going to be at Overland Mountain West or what, what's your plans there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So doing the show circuit, um, this year, maybe even next year and, um, yeah, hitting all four shows this year nice. for uh, Overland Expo. So yeah, I'll be at Mountain West, uh, in about a month or in three weeks. And then, um, East is kind of 
I want to go. Um, I want to bring my truck. Last year I went uh, with Adam with Step 22. We'll just hop a ride with him, left the truck in Flagstaff, and we just did a two week road trip out there and back, and it was a blast. That's cool. Uh, so I, I, mean, I, I love really, Adam. <laughs> yeah. We had a great time, and it was so fun because we got to stop along the way and do all the touristy things and just. We just said we, it was really fun road trip. Um, I bet. I so, bet. He's a, he's a fun guy. You know, I miss seeing his dad at the expos. I love his dad. I know. Yeah. Such a yeah, rad person. He, it's so funny how famous his dad was. And I mean, people, I think are finally <laughs> catching on that. He's not going to show up anymore, but it was right. that for the first little bit that I worked with Adam, it's like, where's your dad? Yeah. He hands out waters. He says, hi, dear. He's just the cutest little old man sitting in the back of the booth and he'll come right on up to you. Yeah, he uh, sat there and talked I, to my yeah. family and my little girl for probably, I don't know, he probably talked to us for 45 minutes one day he's we were walking through. So and great. So cool. Yeah, Adam is actually related to, he's the cousin of one of my, um, actually our, now our admin chief at my fire station. Oh. Um, they're cousins. Wow. Yeah, and so I had heard of him like before, like as we were getting into overlanding and stuff, my my buddy um at work he's like hey you know my my cousin does this thing he's got this you know off-road company they do recovery gear and apparel and you know bags and all this crazy stuff i'm like oh yeah and he's like yeah his name's adam he has this company called step 22 i'm like oh i've never heard of them before and blah blah well then we go to the expo that same year and i walk up to this this booth and i'm like what the just step 22 like what the heck yeah. you know and i'm like are you adam he's like yeah i'm like hey you know chris is you know, one of my chiefs and he's like, no way. And so we ended up talking and then, and then here we are years later, like, you know, awesome relationship, right? We see each other, you know, all the time on at the expos and stuff. And, um, so cool. you know, every year it's, it's really cool to see him, but yeah, I definitely miss, I definitely miss seeing his dad too, but I, yeah, I get it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that he can't make it out there again, but, um, yeah, he was like a total well, staple and, and, you know, the I told him, 22 I told Adam, I was like, you gotta do it one more time. You gotta let yeah. your dad have one totally. more show, like one more. Let everyone know when oh dad's my God, coming. Yeah. The last one. I mean, you're just getting old. Oh. How many people would show up to see him? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Say like one more goodbye or like one more hi or whatever. I mean, he's yeah. not. He's just older, and so yeah. these shows yeah. are a lot harder for him. So it's not totally. like he's dying or anything. Like right, um, right. Yeah, know, it's just harder for anyone, him to anyone out. listening. He's just yeah, he's just getting older. He's the cutest little old man in this planet. And so he anyway, is. hopefully yeah. he can come out one more show. That'd be that'd be a great. I know but, we're we're heading out to Mountain West too, so we'll see you guys oh, out sweet. there. Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna hit the road on the eighth of August, I think, and then we're gonna come back like the first week of September and just just get out, cool, and, uh, get the hell out of Dodge for a bit. We need it, need a little yeah, reset, take a break. Yeah, been little you know little trips here and there, but nothing like long term like that. Um, pretty much since COVID, kind of got got out of here um, mm -hmm. somewhat, and, uh, wow. and so now we're kind of getting back in the swing of things and getting back out um, and. I just don't like being at work during the summertime either. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, not my thing. So we're, uh, we're heading out. I save up all my vacation time and then in the summer we take off, you know, August or September and get out of Dodge. So we're looking forward to cool. it. We're going to hit the camping and off-road expo and flag again. Nice. Um, and then head from there to, to mountain West. So, yeah. So we'll see you guys there. I'll, I'll definitely make sure to, uh, to wear my, my shirt that Adam gave me in Flagstaff. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll, I'll 
I'll be uh, sporting that thing when I show up <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, my truck will be in the DIY section, um, Mountain West. So oh, cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then working yeah. with Adam and then who knows, being around. <laughs> yeah, that was such a huge resource for me. I mean, the, especially with the podcast, this last expo, I spent a day with the family just cruising around saying hi to people and, you know, shopping and whatever. Um, checking things out. And then the next day I just spent the entire day just networking with people like you and, mm -hmm. and setting up podcasts, you know, um, you know, appointments, I guess, or <laughs> recordings with people. Yeah. And it was just amazing when I have like a whole stack of business cards, you know, that I'm going through now, um, from people that, you know, I met or friends that I've had for a while that now that I've got the podcast, I'm like, Hey, this would be perfect, you know, come on the show. And, um, and this, this whole thing just blew up like out of nowhere, it's, you know, and, Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People have been like, you're the, you're the Joe Rogan of o overlanding. <laughs> I'm like, dude, nice. I, don't know, I don't know about that, but man, it is so cool to just have this now and, and just the success of it so far. And, and it just, is amazing getting to the expos too and, and meeting people. And it kind of gives me another, another way, another pathway to build more relationships and just, you know, create this web of people that, you know, and, and that you interact with and, you know, some become, like you said, you know, friendships for, you know, the rest of your life. So mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. With all that being said and what you're doing, what are your goals for the next year? What do you kind of have on the docket for? Hmm. Um, I want to do Alaska, I think next year. Oh, wow. Um, That'd be I mean, epic. That's kind of, yeah. It seems like that's kind of one of the overlanders destinations, right? Go up to Alaska, right. drive Alaska. Uh, so I think I'm going to aim for that next year. And then um, maybe the following year. I mean, if, things go okay with the world maybe do south america i think that would be that'd be insane such a bucket list for me and it's kind of one of those i mean with doing like the overland and full timing thing of like just why not you know if i if i can and if the means continue to work out and if i can make everything work i'm like yeah south america like let's let's commit let's go let's go full Heck yeah full send you know hopefully that the world cooperates and things are all right but yeah not so yeah nathan from legends overlanding from baja i was telling you about yeah. he told me about this um this trip that they did back a couple of years ago with an fj40 and they took it mm. all the way to panama and back and he said that there's like this instagram page i can't remember what it, what it is now i'll have to send it to you um, but they did this, they documented it, you know, and he said, it's kind of this dying Instagram page now, but it was, I think it was, I remember how he said it was like a FJ 40 converted to like biodiesel or something crazy. And okay. they took this thing down there and, uh, and did this whole like run to Panama, but yeah, that would be insane. So cool. I can't imagine <laughs> driving all the way down there and like crossing over, you know, these crazy rivers and just waterways yeah. and things to get, <laughs> oh my God like through the Amazon and all, Oh my goodness, like Peru and Chile and oh my, it'd be insane. Yeah. That would be insane. That sounds epic. And Alaska for sure too. Have you ever been there before? No. And oh my God. So want to go. I mean, I, I have to tell you like that is definitely top three places I've ever been in my life. All right. Yeah, wow. it is. Right it is that insane. Like it is like nothing else I've ever seen. I mean, 
The only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that even comes close to it and just barely scratches the surface is like Uray and Telluride and in Silverton area. Like okay. it looks a lot like the places that I've been in Alaska, which is okay. Gagway, Juneau and Ketchikan. Um, I took a train. If you're ever up there and you're ever in Skagway, it's a port okay. town. There's a train called the, uh, the White River Yukon Railroad, and it goes from Skagway and it goes up through these mountains, through all these old mining camps from back in the day. Like, you know, Gold Rush and all those shows on Discovery oh, yeah. and stuff. That's yep. the Yukon Trail. That's where that's all happening. But okay. like um, you take this train and it just combs this hill, these, these mountains all the way up to the top of this huge grade and you're into Canada and takes you into Canada and stuff. And it is so unbelievable. It is cool. insane. So you definitely have to check uh, that out if you're there. If you're in that area, take the time to sweet. check that out. But yeah, that place is incredible to you. Those are two amazing places that I'm stoked for you. If you're, if you ever, if you're able to pull that off, that'll be the freaking epic, epic trips. I would love to. So hopefully things keep working out and yeah, that's bucket list. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, keep us in the loop and let us know. Thank you. I'd yeah, love well. to follow along with that. That'd yeah. be sweet. Yeah. We've been talking about going to Alaska too, as a family and, and getting up there um be a hell of a long ways but um yeah I'm, I'm hoping that fuel prices go down a little bit maybe we can <laughs> pull off some of these longer so you know true. these longer uh um distance trips but well yeah, hey like, i really oh go ahead sorry oh, go ahead. oh it's all good go ahead oh, i was just saying i really have enjoyed talking to you and um thanks for coming on tonight and and uh it's been awesome conversation like how how do people find out more about what you're doing and kind of follow along with your adventures and your, your paths. Uh, yeah. Uh, Instagram is kind of the primary one. Um, again, it's at badass brunette. Um, also on YouTube, same, same one, badass brunette. And, um, that's primarily, yeah, the Instagram stories, that's like kind of more like the real time. And then, hoping that the YouTube kicks off a little bit more and I can actually do more um, like trip videos and things like that and bring everyone along for, you know, these crazy, crazy adventures. Yeah. What are you using to document for, for YouTube? Are you, um, what kind of, kind of camera are you leaning towards? Uh, I use, I mean, I'm still working it out. Still trying to figure it out, but I mean, everything. Me too. From, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, everything for my phone to a little DJI Osmo pocket camera, a GoPro. Um, I have a Canon M50 Mark II. That's kind of like the more, I guess, like higher end camera. But for me, I don't want to get overwhelmed by the camera gear because yeah. that will stump me so fast. I'm like more obsessed with the camera and thinking that's what's going to get me the footage. Totally. Whereas it's just, I need to just film it so if that entails just using my phone so be it you know as long as it's like cool you're getting it you're making it happen all right great you know you can do it now graduate to a, a bigger camera or something better but at least just start with what you have and so for me yeah more often than not it's my phone yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> which the phone cameras are so good nowadays it's hard to just know i'm like oh, it's just so good photos and video I know the only thing I wish they would do with the iPhone is uh, like the GoPro, like the Hero 10 has the shaking, um, yep. the anti-shake uh, yeah. circuit in it. Oh my gosh. Or sensor. If they yeah. would do that in an iPhone, that would be insane. That would be insane. Cause like, that's the only thing like I'll like 
hang my hand out my window, <laughs> chuckle, I'm driving, you know, trying to get stuff. And then you need to get it back. You're like, ah, oh, it's just shaking. Every, yeah. Like, especially if you're like leaning your arm on your, you know, window seal. Oh, yeah. It's just like, uh. but yep. um, I've been thinking about getting the GoPro Hero 10 um, with the, uh, it's called like the media mod. It has oh, like sure. the mic and stuff. Yeah. And like the flip up screen. Thinking about going that route. Um, I've been having a lot of people tell me that they want me to video my podcast, but I'm like, I hate watching myself on film. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, you know, but I think with Waypoint, with the the TV network that we signed with, I think that's probably going to be something that they're going to probably want to see. And, um, and, you know, I think it's, it's cool to you. If it's done right, you know, if it's quality enough, that's a hard thing, especially like doing remote stuff like I'm doing with you. It's, it's not like I have you in the room with me. Yep. So yep. having that, you know, I could have good quality on my end, but then, you know, maybe not on yours or vice versa. And sure. just that consistency without having like a studio to like meet people in to do stuff is, is hard. But for right now, I'm just kind of toying around with the idea of doing some more of that and mainly, mainly for content, you know, grabbing for, um, you know, for our sponsors and ambassadorships and stuff like that, just to make sure I'm getting mm-hmm. it, the highest quality stuff that I can. But like you said, the new iPhones, I mean, I mean, they're pretty, pretty badass, and they're, they're, keeping up with the technology so i don't know just always curious to see what other people are using you know yep i mean watching these guys there's red cameras right these are tens of thousands of dollars cameras and (laughs) top of the line running around and then you've got one other guy running around with a gopro i mean (laughs) it's yeah i mean work with what you got yeah it's funny i watch like sometimes on youtube like heavy d sparks or uh you know the diesel brothers guys or like um yeah this guy matt's off-road recovery yep. he's got this channel yeah and i'm always yeah. watching the dudes that are walking around you know like what cameras they're holding and stuff yeah. they're always gopros they're all the time it you know nine times out of ten they're holding a gopro you know on a, on a gimbal so i'm like well maybe i'll you know the quality yeah it does like the quality of video they get is pretty badass so maybe i'll just roll that way and see how that goes that's not that expensive yeah. to to dive into that, you know, type of equipment. Like you said, you're not worrying about, you know, different lenses and all this equipment to lug around and set up. And, you know, that, that was, I've been like a, a drone pilot for years and I've had, you know, a couple of drones here and there and stuff. And I'm very good at that, but the setup and like, you know, the configuration and setting your phone up with the controller Mm -hmm. and battery charging and all this stuff that goes into it. I, I kind of got away from it. Cause I'm like the setup for all this is just, it takes so much time away from what I really am out here to do is, yeah. you know, run the trails and enjoy the scenery. And I'm sitting here for an, you know, an hour trying to get this, this shot setting this thing up. But there's, there's another drone called, called the Skydio that I've been seeing. Um, that seems <laughs> pretty sick, like pretty easy to just send it up and, you know, it- and just let it go. I I'm an ambassador for them. Um, no way. So, yeah. Awesome. So not to plug them, but also <laughs> it is actually the most phenomenal drone. I mean, if you're looking for that, like pretty much it is your own personal cinematographer in the sky, you lock yeah. it onto yourself and it's like, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to keep you in the shot. It is actually mind blowing how amazing that technology is with that drone. It's bar none the best at obstacle avoidance and tracking of the drones. And that's just not because I'm an ambassador. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, the stuff I've been seeing is just incredible. Yeah. Like, do you follow Brent uh, from Cerro Gordo, uh, Ghost Town? You ever seen that before? I I don't know if I have. 
It's a, it's a, an old ghost town. If you haven't checked it out, it's absolutely badass. This guy bought this ghost town on yes. the east side of uh, the Owens Valley on the way to Mammoth. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I have. So yeah, so he does, he has a YouTube channel and the stuff he captures is just insane. And I was like, man, what the freaking heck is this guy using to capture this stuff of him, you know, riding his motorcycle up these fire roads and, you know, going all over his property. And it was a sky deal. And I'm like, what is this? I started checking yeah. things out. And then Chase Gentry, you know, from uh, Ford Bronco, he was like, dude, I use the sky deal. And I'm like, no way. I've been seeing that thing all over the place. <laughs> I need to probably just get one of those because those things are pretty epic. Like you said, the following and tracking, like the DJI, like the DJI stuff that I used to use, at least, um, I'm sure they've gotten better now. But back in the day, to get something to lock onto you and the avoidance, 360 degree mm-hmm. avoidance, like the version two, you know, of the newest Skydio, the avoidance yep. stuff, you know, you didn't get that. It was like just front avoidance or wasn't side to side or rear or anything. Yep. And so you'd have to be in these super wide open spaces. And I, I remember one time we were on our way to uh, up the trail to uh, Ship Rock in New Mexico. It's this massive, huge rock that comes oh, out yeah. of the ground up there. And I was shooting with with Ship Rock in the in the um, in the foreground and uh, or in the background and the FJ in the foreground pulling our scout trailer along this trail and stuff. And I was having a hell of a time getting this thing to track me, you know. And at that point, I was like, "This is dumb. Like, what am I even doing this for?" And mm-hmm. I got rid of it. And I've always wanted to kind of get, you know, go back to the aerial photography thing because there's so many rad things you can do with it. Yeah. And then I started seeing Brent from Cerro Gordo using, you know, something. And I was like, man, as soon as I found out what it was, I was like, God, I need to get one. Just hasn't been in the cards yet financially, but I really want to get some, some uh, new camera gear and some stuff just because we're going to be out and, you know, the, the uh, content creation you know, I just want to keep up with, you know, the technology and make sure we're putting oh, out yeah. quality stuff. If we're going to go that route, I'm kind of one of those people, like, I don't want to do it half ass. I want to make sure that I'm putting out the best I can, but also like I was saying before, the time that goes into the setup, the time that goes in editing right now, I'm, you know, able to keep up with this podcast every two weeks, but I don't know if I want to yeah. dive into, you know, full on video and stuff, but it would be cool to be out, you know, especially when we're camping to be able to capture stuff that you can use for, you know, the next year, you know, worth oh, yeah. of content, which is rad. So it makes it uh, easy. That drone makes flying easy. It just does it for you. So yeah. 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 Highly recommend that one. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Maybe I'll look into that a little bit more on the GoPro too. Stoked that, yeah. you know, when I see that, especially people that I respect and people that are, you know, really good at what they do like you and other people and, you know, using that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, if they're using it, you know, it's, it's a no brainer, but Anyways, well, hey, yeah. I will let you go. I know it's been over an hour. I got to oh, get up for good. work in the morning and you got things to do and people waiting to talk to you, I'm sure, out there. But hey, I really, really appreciate you coming on here. I hope that you enjoyed it. I did. And yeah. uh, so Thanks cool to just, me. yeah, so cool to, to get to know you and hear about what you're doing and um, just a different perspective. And uh, thank you so much for um, everything. And if you guys didn't get to hear before, um, why don't you say one more time your Instagram handle? Uh, badass. Oh, yeah. Badass Brunette. Badass uh, Brunette on Instagram and everywhere else, all the socials. Check out Kristen and what she's doing. It's amazing and super inspired by you. Thank you for, for uh, being on tonight. And we will talk to you very soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you again. All right. All right. Take care. All right. You too, Kristen. Thanks again.
brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.